It's your boy Rashawn Myers, Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. For the first time in history, y'all's nightmares have come true. Joined in studio with the full power of the Wake Up 502 Brain Trust, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly, in studio. Can you feel your nightmares coming true? Gentlemen, how y'all doing? What, me worry? <laughs> the dream team, baby. Hey, man, you know what? I'm super excited. When I saw Joe Kelly and his wonderful uh, extra grown man, hard beard, rock walking in the building, like... Those salmon shorts, it must be Joe. <laughs> I mean, first of all, my, my, my man's game. My, my man's clothing game's on fleet. I'm telling you. Like, I was like, what? What? Hey, man, sometimes <laughs> you got you to gotta remind people I know how to dress. I am a grown boy. You are that. You are that. Hey, fellas, man, it, it, I'm very, this, I already knew this was going to be a very entertaining show. And, I, you know, I was very, very excited uh, to talk with everybody this morning, but now that has gone up like tenfold, man. So, LaFour, this is the first time we have all been in the studio together, fellas. Yes, indeed. Like, it's like a watershed moment. I, I would like to thank you, Rashawn, because I, I went and saw Thor yesterday. Yes. Highly recommend it. Everybody go out and see it. Hilarious time. Take the whole family. Yeah, I, I went out, grabbed a bite to eat. So, well, I guess I'll check Twitter real quick, see what's going on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, that's always, like, like Rashawn was giving me hell last week. You know, you never know what Joe Kelly's starting on Twitter. <laughs> and I see all, I see the 20 with a plus sign on my notifications. I said, man, I've been in the damn movie theater. What did I do? What did I do? 
our good friend Rashawn is at kicking hornet's nest, getting everybody all riled up. Apparently, everybody was already riled up, but he just gave him somebody else to yell at. Hey, I got to give him something to talk about. There's a song about that. <laughs> got to give the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? Give the people what they want. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. You know what is so funny, fellas? Like, that's going to be the theme of the show is the possibility of, of – you know, worst case scenarios, nightmare scenarios, hence the Halloween theme coming in, you know, the, the things that you see when you're sleeping. But literally, this is how hilarious this is. Literally, last night, I, I, I put my head to, to sleep, go to sleep, and I had a nightmare about doing the radio show. <laughs> literally. Literally, me and Haven, we were driving out. We were going at like it was one of our buddies, and we were going over to our buddy's house because he had a studio, radio studio set up in a, in uh, his basement, and we were going over there to do the show because I I think that the the actual studio was um, going through some sort of renovation, so we were going over his house to do the show. Okay, so like we we're waiting. Uh, to go in, we had just pulled up, and we were just kind of sitting there. I don't know if we were listening to the radio or listening to something. We were sitting there for a second. And then all of a sudden, people started popping up outside the car, staring at us in the car. So, like, I, you know, we're sitting there like, what on earth? And then somebody popped up, then another person popped up, then another person popped up. And then all of a sudden, there was like 20 people surrounding the car. And then they all walked towards us. And they walk by us, but as they're walking by, they're, like, staring at us. And then a couple people actually tried to, like, open the door or yank the door open or unlock the car door. But then they just walked away, and then they all just disappeared. Don't you love when your brain subconsciously messes with you, too? And then you get to spend, like, your whole morning at work before lunch trying to figure out, what does that mean? Oh, I know exactly what that meant. Go ahead. What, 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 what's it mean, Dave? Those are all U of L Kenny Payne fans walking <laughs> past your car, trying to get you on the way to the Payne train station, baby. I, hey, real talk. Like, <laughs> it's so, it, it was so funny for me that like it was just it was hilarious because that was going to be the theme of the show. But I definitely woke up with like the you know the WTF is happening. <laughs> this the the way everything has transpired with with. The perception of your criticism of, of Kenny, you in particular, Rashawn, yes. it's just, it's very, it's very funny to me because I know you personally. And I never thought of all the things that we might hear Rashawn yell <laughs> into the microphone passionately. I never thought I'd have to hear you explain, we have the damn black power fist in our logo. <laughs> Stop accusing me of that. I'm just being critical of him as a coach. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Like, like I, I've gotten more, like, every time. Now, it, it's basically become to where now I'm the guy that every time I tweet something, like, I'm seen as, like, the U L hater dude. Mm -hmm. But you're like the U L homer guy. Like, like, you are the biggest. Like, I used to tease you for years, <laughs> for years on the radio about being a homer. I would lay into you about being a homer. Hey, when, when I talked to the owner, of course, uh, the, the 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 great Dugan Ryan, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, they, they always told me, it's like, Rock, I always love when you come on the show because you're going to bring that unbridled optimism. Same thing with Trevor <laughs> Kelsey. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The esteemed Hall of Fame producer here at uh, Big X Sports Radio. He always said it. You know, we always know that the sunshine's coming when Rashawn comes in the building. Like, so, like, I feel like I've had, like, a Hulk Hogan NWOsque heel turn, fellas. <laughs> like it's it's interesting to watch, man. Like not even I'm not gonna lie. It's just sometimes I go to your mentions, you know, just to see like what are they telling Rashawn <laughs> oh, today? Man. Hey, but you know, like I've said, I, I feel I have helped 
the local radio consciousness have plenty of material to talk about for the last several weeks. Yeah, because you have been like the low key topic of like <laughs> everything ESPN has had to say. <laughs> and like I said, they're welcome. They're welcome because you know what? It's hard getting through the summers, uh, y'all. You know what I'm saying it's hard getting through summer radio. Yeah, we're well, not really. I mean, there's tons of stuff to talk about. USFL. Oh, no, gosh. I'm just joking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I think uh, this is the time of year that was affectionately referred to as. Making chicken salad out of chicken crap. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And yeah, you know, I mean, but the cool thing is, is I've learned, and maybe it's just been the timing since I got into this whole radio thing. There's never anything such as a uh, dead period, dull moment, any of that with the University of Louisville. We always got something cooking. Absolutely. I mean, and especially in the era of social media and just kind of that 24-7 news cycle, there's always something, even when these sports aren't going on. I mean, heck, uh, you know, the NBA, some people like to say that the NBA offseason is better than the actual season. You know, some people love to say that. The NFL has basically made their calendar 365 a year now, so they're basically coming through with uh, storyline signings, extensions, trades, uh, trades. Uh, you know, prognostication pretty much that the news cycle never stops. So even, you know, even though baseball is boring as sin, you know, we really don't have to talk about baseball, which is beautiful because, like, like I said, as a former big Be a quick show Atlanta if we did. Braves uh, fan, yeah, like no one wants to talk about that. No one cares about that. And, man, I tell you what, I haven't even given the, the, the text line number yet, and we already got two texts in. That, 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 Hot so, damn. So that, that lets you know it's about to go down, fellas. So if you do want to get involved, 502-414-1450 is the best way to get involved. The Thorns text line. We will be reading your text all day. We have a humongous show to get into today. There's a ton of news coming out. There's a lot of hurt feelings around the city. We have the Spinmeisters already doing damage control for something that has not even happened yet. So when you get that type of quality, uh, uh, you know, Fred Astaire type tap dancing, when you're out there like Barishnikov just dancing it up. Oh, Jangles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like already Sammy Davis Jr., you feel me? Like when you're already tap dancing and it hasn't even happened yet, wow. Like, and then calling out people for having anything to say about it. Getting mad. So, like when you are literally yelling at the fans for having questions and being in quote unquote panic mode because of promises that were long made for situations and guys that now have jobs at the University of Louisville, you can't get mad. Like, they, they, what, what do they say about politicians, Haven? They always say, you know, what, what is going to be your hot topic item that you run on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is going to be your thing that carries your flag? And, of course, we're going to get this started. And there's a lot to talk to, talk about today. Dame Lillard got a, a big, <laughs> ridiculous extension in the NBA. Summer League is going on. Uh, conference realignment is happening. There's nightmare scenarios about that. We'll get into that. Hour number two, I want to get Haven's thoughts on that. But first and foremost, at the forefront, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. <laughs> DJ Wagner drama is happening and it literally melted the internet yesterday. <laughs> I, so you can y'all fill me in because I tried to get caught up and it was just such a mess. Of, <laughs> every so often, every, this happens every dead period, and I don't know that it happens with every fan base because I've talked to friends on Twitter, you know, that that aren't from this area. Yes, and they all have acknowledged. I don't know what it is about 
U of L fans, but you all become cannibals on each other during during the summertime. You just fight and argue about everything. You can't agree <laughs> upon nothing. Lamar was was the only period of time. And then I even saw people arguing, I don't know that he can actually win the Heisman. <laughs> you know, like, they said it's, it's yeah, that was only the Clemson fans, though. But they said it's truly bizarre. <laughs> you know, like Ohio State fans don't do this to each other. Michigan fans don't do it. Who, you know, whoever else. It just means more here. <laughs> no kidding. It just means more. <laughs> so can you kind of give every, myself and the audience just a quick breakdown? Because like I said, I got out of the theater and I was just riding on an adrenaline high of watching Thor shoot lightning at everybody for two hours <laughs> and i was like oh that's great let me check out twitter oh this is awful i'm gonna put that down and deal with it. that's a problem for future joe so enlighten me man because i got on and, and my timeline legitimately was just y'all are crazy next tweet have some faith the man's only been here 3.5 months i'm not happy i i mean it was just it was the total rainbow spectrum oh it's unbelievable of emotions uh and, and before and before we get into the actual news texted uh text in first text into the thorns text line says i was at the local blueberry farm when i saw the the news about dj wagner kenny what? Payne made me stop in the middle of telling my daughters about the migrant blueberry oh, I know who this to is. talk about basketball recruiting <laughs> 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 and is he, and it, Joe immediately goes to text. Oh, this is this is an old school uh, uh, reference. And shout out to I'm, it's one of two people that would be that would that would make that reference. And I'll explain to you all off air where that comes from. But oh, yes, wow. um, let's not forget the plight of the migrant blueberry picker in these hard times. <laughs> wow, Coop, Jimmy, I don't know which one it was, but bravo, sir. Quality. Not even 9.30, and y'all got me laughing. <laughs> so, all right, so let, let, let me just break down what happened, okay? Now, we know that over the last couple of weeks, um, there's been a lot of talk that, um, you know, DJ Wagner was possibly possibly looking into making a decision. I, I want to say over the last three weeks, it seemed like that timeline was starting to solidify, that he was going to go ahead. It sounded like um, the process was getting – um, you know, a bit tedious and, uh, you know, wanting to focus on the rest of the summer and getting ready uh, for fall uh, basketball, dependent upon where he's going to end up, that he was going to make a decision. So, of course, everybody, um, you know, has been telling anybody who would listen that DJ has been pretty much a lock. Like, this is what we heard. If Kenny Payne gets the job at Louisville, DJ Wagner's coming to Louisville. It's pretty much a lock. He's probably going to get his buddy Aaron Bradshaw, who's a teammate of his at Camden High School, to come with him. But even if not, we know DJ's getting the job. And then, of course, on top of that is grandfather Milt Wagner gets signed on as a liaison at the University of Louisville for player relations and, and basketball operations or something along those lines um, in a non-coaching specific role. And then that just also that that ramped up even further. Oh, it's this done deal. It's over. It's all you know. Go ahead. It's just all, it's not a matter of if DJ's coming to Louisville. It's a matter of when DJ's coming to Louisville. Everybody's celebrating, and this is why you get Kenny Payne. This is why we have him here. They're popping champagne. You know what I'm saying? It looks like the Lakers after winning the '86 championship, just shaking the champagne up, pouring on one another. You know what I'm saying? Hugs and kisses and everything else. So you know we've heard that over the last uh, at least you know, what month and a half, two months. 
Like, that's kind of been the status quo lately, okay? So much so that um, UK, we heard, started going after Robert Dillingham, the former NC State commitment five-star point guard, the, the number one true point guard uh, in the 2023 class. Of course, Dillingham decommits from NC State. And in short order, um, after a, a very abbreviated, uncommitted phase, uh, went ahead and committed to University of Kentucky two weeks ago. Um, and, and that was, so you know, a lot, a lot of people tell you, well, that was the end of it, okay? D Dillingham, Calipari saw the writing on the wall with DJ, so he's going in a different direction, and they just wanted to secure Dillingham. This is pretty much Louisville, done, you know, proof that it's done. <laughs> so, last week, we start to hear, well, not so fast. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe... You know, we're hearing that maybe Coach Calipari has not thrown in the towel on DJ. Maybe, you know, he feels that he can get a Robert Dillingham, DJ Wagner backcourt. He feels like that can work. He feels like they complement each other. Maybe he's not done. So then we hear, of course, DJ is playing with Team USA over in Spain. Um, we heard that Nolan Smith was going over there. Um, to be in attendance. Well, guess who shows up? Slick Johnny. Slick Johnny Calipari shows up over in Spain to watch DJ Wagner. And everybody's like, oh, didn't know if we expected that. So now, over the last three or four days, Travis Branham, uh, one of the, the very well-known, uh, you know, recruiting guys uh, here locally uh, as well as nationally um, who had long been on, you know, he had put in a crystal ball for DJ Wagner to Louisville about, uh, you know, right not too long after Kenny Payne got the job. Uh, and there was a lot of celebration about that because everybody said, you know, Travis is in the know. If anybody knows what's happening, if Travis is putting it in, that's happening. Well, Travis came out. Um, and officially said yesterday, I'm going to go ahead and pull back from my crystal ball of Louisville, uh, you know, getting DJ Wagner. I'm going to say it's a little – everything is murky and cloudy. So then, of course, we have, uh, you know, the man himself, Mr. Matt Jones, saying, you know, UK is very, very excited about where they are. It's looking like, you know, DJ Wagner to Kentucky has legit legs. Um, we start hearing all these media sources come out with this and card nation pretty much melted, mm. pretty much melted. So right now, fellas, the winds of five-star commitment change are blowing in big blue nations direction. And I will just say this. The one thing that was a known when we talked about, the hiring of Kenny Payne. It was never about his X's and O's as a coach because we didn't know if he could coach at all. Maybe the greatest coach ever. Maybe Steve Fisher. We don't know. But the one thing we do know is that the man can recruit. And they said not only can he recruit, DJ Wagner's in the bag. That's one thing we got. He's got the connections. He's got the family. He's got the association with Milt. Uh, you know, this is what's going to happen. So that is, like we said, Haven, like we said, that's the ticket that we're running on. 
is that if we hire Kenny Payne, we're going to get DJ Wagner. Like that, is that something? Hey, even how many people did we talk to off the air, just in general passing? Like that was the going sentiment, right? Yeah, that was. You know, there's almost something, but you know what? In in all fairness to U of L fans out there and many folks who reached out to you on Twitter to offer their humble opinion, <laughs> you know, it's just not done yet. Nobody has signed anything. Just one person's opinion. Absolutely. About Wagner maybe going to Kentucky. Absolutely. So we don't know. He still could I mean, he still could be a, a huge Louisville. He still could sign with Louisville. But if he doesn't sign with Louisville, this reminds me of one of the greatest sporting events I was I was ever able to watch live on television. This is some years ago. Mm-hmm. When Kentucky had thought they had finally beaten L- LSU, <laughs> the, all the fans are rushing the field in complete jubilation and excitement at the north end zone, not realizing at the south end zone that wide receiver running free about to score the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> would, would that be one Devery Henderson? That would be one Devery Henderson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, I was in Las Vegas for that game. <laughs> really? Good times. Good Man. times. Oh, that was wow. the first time I fought my way out of an apartment complex in Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, but that's what it almost sounds like. Oh, it was like the hammer scene in Old Boy. But I made it out. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, this is – let's be honest, though. This is why when you do sports radio, you, you can't ignore topics like this. It's, it's the number one story. And personally, I hate it when anybody – gets on opens their show up with I'm not going to talk about XYZ. Well, why not, stupid? That's what the entire fan base is chirping about right uh, now. Absolutely. Like, I'm sorry, part of this gig is kind of like DJing at a, at a club or on radio. You don't play the music you like, you play what gets people on the hey, dance floor. Gotta play the you dance. may hate the wobble, but you got to play the wobble. <laughs> but you will respect the wobble. That's right. You black- put a lot of DJs kids through community college. That's <laughs> right. Look, look. You're the Black Family Union. You're playing a wobble, you're playing monkey feet, you're playing electric slide, <laughs> and playing the Cupid Shuffle. Probably not order. Facts. But you're, but you're playing all of them, so just, just get ready. No one wants to hear your woke New York hip-hop mix. Right. <laughs> That's right, right, right. Like, like when guys do that, I'm, I, it just gives me flashbacks to being in college and saying, do not let that guy get, get a hold of the ox cord or all the girls are leaving. <laughs> He's going to start playing Jedi mind tricks or something and being like, but they're, but they're real MCs, y'all. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> Gone somewhere, but with that being said, I, I will. I've always been completely transparent about this matter on Twitter. The NIL makes it a little less creepy to me because now that kids can get paid, I feel like, yeah, you can kind of treat them like free agents because that's what they are now. I never got into recruiting. Recruiting to me, trying to get and and Rashawn, you can speak on this better. You've got a sixteen-year-old son, yes, sir. All right, to me, trying to figure out the inner workings of a seventeen-year-old recruits brain that's a fool's errand because i remember myself at 17 yes it's it's gonna blow hot or cold a lot of times these kids even even if they've been coached up and trained for this moment in their life they're still kids they don't like to disappoint anybody you know kids will tell kids will tell haven yeah man i'm coming i'm coming to your summer camp and then run into uncle Rashawn. yeah i'll be at yours too and then they don't realize well you can only go to one gonna have to upset somebody yeah, there, there's just a whole lot of moving parts to it. I, I've always said, until they're on a class roster and on campus, I'll be excited, but I'll hold my breath. Absolutely. And uh, and and 
this DJ Wagner, it's a, it's kind of like Sebastian Telfair on steroids because now you've got the 24-hour news cycle. You've got the Twitter. You've got the Instagram. You've got TikTok. You've got everybody updating you on everything. You don't have to wake up to read the Courier, you know, and find out what they did in a tournament in another state the night before. So it's added. It, it's interesting. Definitely. Uh, and, and you know what? Listeners, texters, tweeters. Keep keep firing Rashawn's mentions up, man. It is so nice to be the guy in the group that didn't start trouble for once. Uh, and I get to just sit back and be like, hmm, Rashawn, did you really need to kick that particular hornet's nest? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, <laughs> like my tagline says on my Twitter profile, man, I, I live to bring truth to the masses. So I got to tell you the truth when it's the truth that you want to hear. I got to tell you the truth when it's the truth you don't want to hear. And, and, and one of the things I always said, you know, like, um, you know, one of one of my reasonings behind not necessarily supporting Kenny as my primary hire is because when you run on a ticket of recruiting, that's like super volatile. Like the whole recruiting thing, you know, you're going to get good recruits. You're going to get bad recruits. You're going to have good – you're going to think that a kid's going to go one way and then he's going to go another way. I literally came up doing recruiting. That's how I got into the business. So I have seen this – for a very long time. You like you said, Joe, you just never know what kids, you know, 17, 18 year old kids are going going to do. Like you have no idea. So when you run on a ticket of promises of, you know, I'm gonna be able to grab player A, B, C, or D, like, I can't really trust that. But you know what I can trust? You know, win and loss records, you know what I'm saying? Experience as a coach, hardware. Um, to th- that proves that that you are good at your job. And hey, be careful, might- be careful there though, man. Be careful there. Because then you're gonna you're gonna get lit up. You hey. just open you open the door, man. I believe I believe uh, our our attorney friends call this discovery. <laughs> uh, you just opened the door, my man, because you said hardware. I, I mean, to be fair, it was two months ago yes. that we were doing this show, and we were we were pounding our chest and beating the table, talking about what coaching staff has more hardware. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know what? And, and there are no guarantees. A lot like. This um, is your friend Joe telling you, man. Yeah, you got to hey, you got to be you got to be careful. Hey, but, but Rashawn, they're going to get you slipping. What wasn't Chris <laughs> Mack that guy? Chris Mack was a guy who had just won National Coach of the Year at Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the, the win loss record. It looked like it was a can't not you know it looked like it was a can't miss hire at the University of Louisville. Everything was perfect. <laughs> and if you didn't know, his wife was from Louisville. Look, the Chris <laughs> Mack hire blowing up in, in everyone's faces is, is part of the reason why. I, sure, I've got an opinion. But you'll never hear me say something's a guarantee because I fell hook, line, and sinker for all that. Of it did. It looked like the perfect on liar. paper it was, and I, I there there one day the stories will will, will come out. But I, I I cannot think of a worse cultural mismatch. Yeah, for it, whatever reason, it was just it just things that, that that's proof that there are never sure things in in, in anything. There are never sure any even when it looks like. You have a line and you have a, a pretty good idea of the way things are going to go. Um, things can always go awry. And, and I understand that because that didn't work out, people reason that, well, since the sure thing or what looked like the sure thing or the guy who had the most experience or the guy who was guaranteed to work didn't work, we should just go in a completely different direction. Now, nah, that's not really the way that works. If you go out there and you look for the most qualified candidate, more times than not, the more qualified guy is going to do the better job long term. Even if a guy completely busts, that doesn't mean, well, you know what? I'm going to go literally find somebody who has never done this job at all and just give it to him and then hope for the best. Because hope hires usually don't work out too well. So, you know, I, I, I'm not, and look, this is not to disparage anything that's happening. 
All I'm saying is that when you try to do a little bit too much, things start creeping out from the shadows. Things start getting a little uneasy. Things start to get a little scary. And that's what we're here to talk about on Big X Sports Radio 96.1. Wake up 502. Rashad Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly in studio. Hey, we'll be right back on Big X Sports Radio. Gotta have hope, Rashawn. Did you know what? Did you know what theme this is, Haven? By the way, of course. Okay, just checking. What 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 movie is it? Exorcist. Very nice. Nineteen seventy-eight or something like that. Hey, look at him. You know what, Haven? I don't care what nobody says about you. You know a little bit about a little bit, man. That movie was well. I'll just I'll just keep that one to myself. <laughs> There's a very famous person right now who resembles. One of the characters from Exorcist. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Wow. <laughs> Joe, Joe Kelly throwing the haymakers early in the morning. <laughs> so uh, I got my second uh, cherry vanilla Coke in me, Brock. I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh-oh. I'm not a coffee guy. Him, we're going we're gonna to normalize breakfast soda. I love it. I love mm, it. Absolutely. Mm. Hey, well, welcome back to Wake Up 502. 96.1 FM It's going down on a wonderful Saturday morning, fellas. Uh, <laughs> just great conversation uh, so far, man. Just laughs, laughs. Man, look, Rashawn, let me tell you laughs. something. Yes, sir. Have faith in the pain train. <laughs> That's what I've been told. Right, just have faith. I, I, Nothing's told. written in stone yet. Nobody signed anything. We all know kids are temperamental. Yes. They all, they all say all sorts of stuff. Hormones are going crazy. Yeah. So, you know, just have faith that Kenny, Milton Company, could bring it home. I, Here's my question for fans, uh, alumni, you two. Yes, sir. How do you feel about Milt getting that job if DJ doesn't come? Does that change your opinion on it at all? Hey, but I'll let you take that one first. Probably not immediately. <laughs> you had one job, sir. This <laughs> was your job, Milt. That Bring was, your boy. That was rude. That now was you know rude. what? I'm just joking because, like, like, like Milt's a personal friend of mine, so I'm not going to wish ill. Mm. But I will say this: he would have to get that that part in the middle of his head, like he did, like he had when he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Not the, I, the old school. You ice. guys remember that? Yeah, like, oh, right yeah. down the middle. Old school ice, yes, I remember it. Absolutely, knocking down them free throws against Duke. You better believe it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, he has to bring the part back. <laughs> hey, t- Texas says uh, the, uh, on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, he says, Myers, don't fall into that UK DJ propaganda crap. Nothing but UK and some U of L KP media haters fuel narratives. First of all, that's false. 
<laughs> he like, hit you with the Myers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the Myers early from from Kevin. I appreciate the text, uh, and Kevin. Uh, I'm gonna say this. Um, I don't think it's UK propaganda. Travis Branham is not a UK guy. He's the guy who started this whole deal, and he actually used to work um, for uh, Cardinal Sports Report. Uh, you know, like he's a guy who's very well known um, in the recruiting circles. He's been been doing it for a while. Um, he, he's now a national guy, and he's a guy that is not some UK honk or homer. You know, everybody knows that UK's recruiting is oh, everybody wants to go to UK. So if they don't go to UK, you, uh, Cal didn't want them. Like that's their kind of general way that they go about doing business. Um, so I, this, that's not this. Doesn't necessarily, like Haven said, doesn't mean that DJ is going anywhere. And, you know, and I do want to point out once again, like I've said from the beginning, any of my any of my critiques, any of my analysis on anything that, that Kenny's done, I have given him credit when I thought that he's hit home runs. We talked about it, fellas, about the great hires being able to get Nolan Smith to leave Duke staff to come here. And then the completely out of the blue addition of Danny Manning was a home run. And we talked about it. We've given credit where credit's due. Being able to bring Milton in a non-coaching role was a great get because it strengthens your position with DJ and it brings more of the old school Louisville guys back into the mix, which we all loved. We've given credit where credit's due. You know, but when we've had critical analysis, it's been – where it's been warranted. The fact that, like I said, I felt that he was very lackadaisical and very casual about putting the rest of his staff together. The fact that he only got his strength and conditioning coach um, signed, sealed, and delivered about 10 days ago, absolutely ridiculous. Like, that should have been one of your first hires. That way you had a guy, um, you know, in the gym helping the players get into the type of shape and condition that you need, not – you know, three weeks after guys are already back on campus and you're just now getting your strength coach. So now the strength coach has to go through, um, you know, figuring out what you want out of him, what you want your players to be able to focus on, and then learning the players to figure out the best way to get them there. There's a whole process with that. So that was should have been one of your first hires, not a hire three and a half, four months into the job. Okay, so that's a valid criticism. Like, I, I don't feel like there's any issue with that. Um, so, like I said, I'm going to give love and give credit where credit is due, when it is due. But I'm also going to say this is concerning. I'm also going to say I feel like you made a misstep here. I, I will say I feel like maybe that was the wrong decision. So let me ask you a question, Rock. Yes, sir. How do you feel about the, the, the new narrative and the new spin being, eh, you know what, Kenny gets a pass this year? Um, I, I next year is like the year we should really, like, really look forward to. Even though next year's supposed to be, you know, DJ well, Wagner. DJ Wagner here. year, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, that that's what we've been told. And like we talked about it last week. And Joe, you were uh, unfortunately unavailable last week, so I, I would actually like to hear your thoughts on this. But my my thought on the whole situation on why. So many people were getting on me about the fact that I was saying, you know what, this team is not being set up for success. And, I'll, you know, I have a bunch of Louisville people jumping down my throat saying, well, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what happens this year. He's still getting it together. He's still getting it. Uh, you know, he's still figuring it out. DJ's coming in 23. That's all we need to worry about. And my thought was all the people that wanted Kenny Payne, came into this season saying, okay, he needs to figure out the job. He needs to figure out what he wants to do. He wants to, quote, build, and, and I do have the, the fingers up for the quotation marks, build the culture 
and build the proper culture. So we're going to go through that. And my assessment was the people that wanted a more experienced head coach, if there was any other head coach, whether it be Mick Cronin, whether it be Kelvin Sampson, whether it be Mark Jackson, whether it be anybody else, any other coach that would have gotten this job because they had coaching experience and they had success at other places, immediate results would have been required. People would have wanted to see immediate impact coaching because that's what's expected at the University of Louisville. Louisville is a national championship, elite, top 10, all-time program. We expect to win now. When Chris Mack got the job, it was not, let's see what Chris Mack does in two or three years. It was, how's Mack going to get us a tournament this year? That's the way it was going to be wrapped around any other coach. So that's what me as a Louisville fan, I expect. I expect my coach, if you're going to be good enough to get this job here, I expect for you to win right damn now. That's the expectation of Louisville basketball is you come in because we've decided that you are good, good enough to coach this team. And the bottom line, baseline expectation is the tournament. Like Literally, that's a minimum expectation. We're talking second weekend should be the norm, but the baseline worst case scenario is you're in the NCAA tournament. So that's why myself and the people that, you know, would like to see a more experienced guy is we expect a guy who can come in and win right damn now. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand that portion of the fan base. And just to play devil's advocate, I'll just say it. I also understand people, Louisville fans, that are just so ready for anything to be excited about. You know, and that's why I, th I think everybody's saying stop – you know, you're, you're over here dumping on this and you're not giving the props to the to the set. You know, he's he's got recruiting humming that there's a lot of excitement and buzz going on around around Louisville football right now. Let Kenny do his thing. Why don't we focus on the good with with uh, with Satin Company and, and let's let Kenny do do his thing. You know, let the cake bake. If that's your term, let the brisket smoke, whatever. You know, it's <laughs> it's same same thing. Uh, while I understand saying, no, these are the bare minimums, I, I'm not going to fault anybody that's so gun-shy of everything UofL-related, saying, I don't have time to, to, to focus on, on the negative side of what's going on because he still hasn't coached a game. you know. And, and nothing you've said is wrong, but nothing that they're saying is wrong necessarily either. I'm going to hold off my judgment on everything until I see the guy coaching that's in conference. That's a cop-out. No, until I see him coach <laughs> in conference. Like, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I understand the point of if you get this coach, he's going to bring in X amount of, you know, this is the talent that he's going to bring in. But to Rock's point, no, that's not necessarily true. And something he didn't mention is, okay, he's a great recruiter of, of this caliber player. What happens when that caliber player no longer has to do the one and done after next year? Who's he recruiting then? And then does he have, does he have a huge advantage? You know, because you're taking sort of his, his go-to pitch out of, the, out of the rotation at that point. So, geez, man, I I want to kind of like get under people's skin with this and just have fun with them and, and needle them, but I get it. I, I mean, I, I really do. It's It hasn't been the smooth takeoff that I think a lot of people envisioned it would be, but I didn't think it was going to be just as simple as hire this coach. He's going to bring in an entire new roster. He's going to flip it. You well, know. you know, like when – when Rock was in Vegas, when Rock was in Lexington, you know, at his son's volleyball tournament, and I was holding down, you know, one of the things I said was we got to be really patient with Kenny Payne because this is his first time being a head coach, and he's going to have to learn on a job. 
And I'm, a lot of people then kind of got on me about, ah, what do you mean you got to be patient? Ah, and I was like, he's going to make a lot of junior mistakes because he's a first-year head coach. I mean, it's just, just going to happen. You know, it's different, you know, coaching and running an entire program are two completely different things. They're not the same thing. Like, you rely heavily on your assistant coaches because you have to run the program, everything from top to bottom, and coach. So it's like what we're seeing now, I think, are a lot of those growing pains. Like, Kenny is going to have to get used to – Coach Payne, rather, is going to have to get used to the NIL, and he's going to have to figure that out quick. Satterfield was like, my job's online. <laughs> I'm going to take advanced classes. I'm going to get some tutoring. I want all the bags. I want all the bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get this done now because like my job's online, so I have no choice. I got blown out by Kentucky. My last two games, I got blown out Kentucky and embarrassed by Air Force. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I need, to, I need to go to summer school, night school, get like four or five tutors, go You're to Kumon. you about a nightmare. Every time you say the word Air Force, that gives me chills. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm about to go to Kumon. I Kumaan. completely blacked that game out of, out of my memory. Uh, no, I watched it. I watched it a couple days ago. <laughs> sadist Air Force, dude. No, it's not sadist. I just, you know, I was just like, uh, yeah, that's why I'm suspect about this dude uh, <laughs> <laughs> coaching still. That's a different story. <laughs> but but the other the other thing about, about Kenny Payne, too, when you hire that guy, with what I was saying about the fan base being just so beaten up and tired, and they're going to give him him more slack than maybe you think they should, or maybe I think they should. But some fans are going to do that because at the end of the day, they have seen our our. I don't want to say the program crumble, dude. We've been cracked for five straight years. We've been yeah, we've been getting walloped. Our chain has been getting snatched. Like stop buying a new chain. Oh, it's, I, it's a bad investment. I, I agree with you, and, and I feel so like they. I think I feel like there's an attitude of if we go down again, we we went down with Rick. Mac was a terrible hire. At least this guy's down. our guy. They've been beaten down. They've been at beaten least down. he's our guy. Yes, like and, and I feel like Louisville fans, a lot of them, have been beaten down so bad that now we have lowered our expectations. Well, you know, but but you have to understand, Truthfully. like, but you have to understand, it's like if you're a diehard U of L fan. You've never, mm-hmm. like, I'm 48 years old. I've never seen a program this bad off in my entire life. Like, literally never seen a, I mean, yeah, Denny had that one bad year before he got, you know, he, he, the guy got walked down a plank, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just, actually, it was past couple years of Denny, you know, they were kind of suspect. But the program's, like, never been, like, this bad. Since, like, uh, fellas, since pretty much since 1990. Literally, since I was in, you know, middle school. No, I mean, but it's never been this bad, like, no, this no, long. No, 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 my point being is so that, like, the like 60s. Since, since 1990, the expectation for Louisville football and Louisville basketball has been a bowl game and bowl success, winning, you know, getting to a bowl game and winning bowl games. And Louisville basketball, for even, you know, much longer than that, has been – it's not a question of if we're going to a tournament. It's how we're going to get to at least the Sweet 16. Like, mm-hmm. that's always been our baseline expectation. So, when I hear we're hoping for a 2023 recruiting class with Pierce Clarkson in football to hopefully now we can – you know, it's okay that we've had a losing record the last two years. It's okay that we have gone back-to-back seasons with, with losing records because, hey, we have hope coming in 2023. That's not – Louisville football, like like hoping for recruiting classes for 2023 in basketball and football, to me, is a completely foreign concept to me because that's literally, what, 30 years of expecting, you know, excellence 
at a bare minimum, excellence being bowl games and NCAA tournament. That's a that's regular. You know, because normally we fire coaches, and in football, if you have two back-to-back losing seasons, you're out. Absolutely. So now we're having to talk about hope for recruiting classes? That's No, Wake Forest hopes for recruiting classes, okay? Uh, your Northwesterns hope for big recruiting classes that help you to maybe you can have that one- or two-year window. That's not Louisville Athletics. Mark Stoops built his first five years at UK on recruiting classes. Yes, because that's where Kentucky was as a program in football. Where Kentucky was as a program is not Louisville football. Period. Louisville football is better than that. We were a game away from national championship game in 2006. You know? Literally one offsides on a, on a field goal attempt away from playing Ohio State a national championship. Texas says in 502, uh, wake, up, wake up 502, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. He says, Myers, got another Myers. Myers, don't get caught up in this KPDJ mess. You know it's nothing but people trying to ruin it. However, I know that you don't want him either. <laughs> hey, See, this is, this is the whole thing, because this is what I've gotten over and over and over again. Anybody who says anything bad or anything critical about KP, oh, was because you didn't want him. That's why you're being critical. Do you think that if Kelvin Sampson was here, okay, because Kelvin Sampson was one of the guys, Kelvin Sampson and Mark Jackson were the two guys that I would have loved to have seen. I said Bruce Pearl, but then once he got on there, signed his biggest inch and got the bag, I knew that wasn't going to happen, okay? If either one of those two guys got the job, and they were sitting here with this super depleted, uneven, unbalanced roster, and they were sitting here, um, you know, fumbling and, and not getting your, your strength coaches together and really not knowing what they're doing. And, you know, we're at July 9th, and we're still trying to figure out who our roster is going to be. You think I would not be saying something just because I got a coach that I had higher up my coaching list? Do you really think that I would just be saying everything is great? I'm sorry, I'm not. Marcus Maben. I'm just going to put it, keep it real. I'm not Steve Rummage. I am not going to cake for who I want. The one thing about me and why I've resolved myself to why I will never be a part of the elite. Like people that say I want to get clicks or I want to build myself or take myself up the ladder. Damn the ladder. I'm here to talk sports because I love sports. I love the University of Louisville. I'm not trying to cater to get favor. I'm not Jerry Eves. I'm not somebody who's just a hater. Pop, 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 pop. I'm keeping it real. While they want to make subjective conversations and talk about what I'm saying, I'm going to say your name because I'm not worried about anything you got to say because I don't care. Okay, Man. I was brought here to do my job, and I'm going to call out whoever I need to. Man, Rashawn's dropping shots like, like, look, like this NWA uh, look, re- man, reunion I am, tour. I am, I'm going to learn how to do the, work the editing software so that before we post the podcast, <laughs> I can go back and put little sound effects. It'll be like the director's <laughs> cut. Because I'm, I'm going to need now, anytime before Rock goes full in, I'm going to say it with my chest. We need the Kendrick Lamar, ah, 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 and then just go in. I'm just saying, like, I – I understand why those guys do what they do now that they are the flagship for the University of Louisville. Congratulations. Huge get. Andy and all the rest of them dudes, congratulations. That's a big come up. I'm excited for you. So you feel you need to cake for the university. I don't cake for nobody. I don't have Coach Satterfield coming in here giving me a bottle of Angels Envy. And guess what? I don't care. (laughs) I don't want your damn Angels Envy. 
Okay, I appreciate everything I get as a media member at the University of Louisville and everything that I've done. I appreciate Kenny Klein. I appreciate Rocco Gasparro. I appreciate everybody over there. I love y'all. But the one thing about me and why I'm too hot for too, uh, too hot for TV in this city is because I always keep it real. Ain't nobody in my pocket. Like Charles Booker said, I'm not leaning to some, you know, big base that's got my filling my pockets with money. So I'm going to say everything is great. No, I'm not. You heard it here first, folks. The uh, Wake Up 502 show is looking for that pack money. <laughs> now, hey, <laughs> hey, if you want to give me the Hulu has live sports to right. where I'm decked out in all green with the money guns, hey, if the number's right, <laughs> then that's a different story. But I'm not, I don't do any of this to curry favor. I'm not trying to get clicks. I'm just keeping it real. Because I want what's best for my university. University of Louisville, basketball, football, athletics. You went always, to WKU! I'm just joking. Hey, <laughs> it's always been an escape for me. That was my fun, man. Going out there on a blackout night, seeing Louisville rush the field after beating West Virginia. You know how good that felt, y'all? I was on that field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know how good it felt to, to watch Louisville knock off Kentucky? You know what I'm saying? watching UK crumble and get all mad because, you know, T-Will is up in Rupp talking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mugging people upside the head, looking at Ramel Bradley like, well, I will whoop your tail out on this court. You know how much I love that? That is pride for me. That's always been pride for me. That's all I want to see. I don't care who's the coach. If you told me that they had one of them Project X monkeys and he was the greatest coach ever, he can't even talk, but he can sign language his way and his teams are the best anywhere, then give me the Project X monkey. I don't care. I just want success for my university. Y'all laughing at me, but I'm serious. <laughs> Y'all remember Project X? You remember that? Oh, yeah. About yeah, the, yeah. the monkeys flying the, the spaceships? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just letting you. I'm, <laughs> hey, 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 I'm just I'm, I'm just you letting got, you go ahead and go on. If you got hate in your heart, let it out. This is a safe space, brother. Uh, That's right. Yeah, all you saying, hate is call in. Like, <laughs> I, every time it triggers me when I see y'all, you just didn't want. I hate that narrative that, oh, you're only saying something because he's not your dude. That, Joe, and you talked about it, man. This is, this is the world that we live in now is that we pick a side. Mm-hmm. Everything. And whatever side we pick, we just ride for them and just say everything they do is great and everything you do is wrong. That's not real life. Mm-hmm. Everybody does good and does bad. And it's okay to talk about both. And it doesn't make you a hater and it doesn't make you, uh, you know, in the pocket of the other guy or oh, you're just going to be Jerry Eves because you're mad because you didn't get a job with the university. So you're just going to just crap on everybody over there all the time. If that's what you want to do and you, you want to live that existence, that's fine. But that's not me. Just give my opinion, y'all. That, 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 that's all there is to it. And it's okay. And I love the people. If you got the bag and you got that, congratulations. I'm never going to hate on the next man's come up. Because that's the whole point is get the come up. That's why I love NIL. I love these players knowing their worth, understanding their worth, and being able to go out there and make these things happen. You know, they said that, that Ohio State got some kid a uh, uh, a freshman or a quarterback, I don't even know if he's here yet. He may be a 23 kid. They saying the kid's got like six or seven million dollars. Yeah. I mean, with this TV they're about to sign, that's a drop in the bucket. Like, I know, but that's crazy though, right? A kid with seven million dollars in the bank, good for him. Good for his family. Great. You know what that means, Rashawn? 
You know what that means? What's, what, what's, what's that mean? We need to get uh, Cameron out on the court like today. <laughs> hey. Right now, Price and Jays, jump shots and dunks. <laughs> hey, I, but you know what? That's But that right there, hey, hey, uh, uh, so, so we're going to do this live on the air because I, I see us have a call in that we're right at the end of the hour, but, you know, I don't want our caller to have to wait. So I'm going to go ahead and bring him in right now, uh, and, and then we'll get to the top of the hour break. Caller, uh, you on there? What's your name? What's your comment? Uh, hold on. Let me, let me get all they talking. Hold on. Say it one more time. Go ahead, caller. You know who it is, man. <laughs> hey! What's going on, my brother? How you doing, Haven and Joe? And Been John. doing real good. It's, it, hey, Wayne, let me tell you something. They got me fired up this morning. They said the only, t- only know, reason I'm saying anything. Told, man. Uh, uh, hey. I don't want you to blow a gas. You don't want you to have a stroke or heart attack on the air, man. <laughs> Wayne, you I know I ain't no hater, man. Uh, so you know I ain't no hater, man. They ain't never been me. I know it. I know it. But today you you were extremely violent. <laughs> Sometimes I woke up chose violence before he had, he had start. Sometimes you got to pick up Marine. the sword, man. Sometimes you got to pick up the sword. I know, man. I, I love it. I love it. You know, you, but you know I got to call in when, when, when you're going off like that. Man. I, I like, man, come on. You know, you know what I was about to do? What's that? I was about to call on Long Lost Chow. I was about to call Francis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's one of the main ones that gets me, gets all on my – Hey, Francis is on my last nerve, Wayne, on Twitter right now. He done, he done, He's full KP guy, so he just – you know, I can't say nothing bad about anything happening with him, man. You got to talk to your boy. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I tried to call him, and I ain't never get him. I mean, maybe 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 Big Fox can get him. He's probably hiding. He's hiding out with these terrible takes, so he don't want to talk to nobody. That's what's happening. <laughs> All right, now Wayne, let me ask you. I got you online. I just want to ask you, with the whole DJ situation, um, like, do you think that this is signs of things to come? Are you freaked out about it? And does KP need to get this DJ Wagner thing done for the fan base's own mental health? Like, does DJ need to commit to Louisville? Well, I'm like this. And I and I, t- I got a buddy, man, and I say it all the time. You, you know, the, every day is something different. and something different with these kids. And whatever, whoever says what they want to hear is what they do. As far as DJ goes, we would love to have him. But if he decides to go elsewhere, that's his decision. But, and I, and I said it to you before, yes, sir. I don't care where these kids go. Unless they get a championship, it don't matter. I don't care where they go. That's it. Unless you can get a ring, it don't mean a thing. That's how I look at it. You know, you, because you can do any and everything you want here. If you feel it's somewhere else better for you, but and and if you, and you go there and you don't get no ring, so, so what was it? What did you accomplish? <laughs> that's where you went, but you didn't get nothing out of it. I, that's how I look at it. And, and any, I don't, I don't begrudge any kid. They can go and do whatever they want to do, but I'm out. I'm 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 old school. I like the proof is in the pudding. If you go somewhere else when you got everything here in Louisville and you don't get no ring, it don't mean a thing. That's how I look at it. So I, I don't I don't get I don't blow a gasket. I don't get upset. I know how these kids are. You're always and, laid and back, Wayne. Too. I, I I feel like see I need to find some of your zen because you always are in a good mood. You always happy. You always come with a very you know, measure, relax. I need I need some tips from you on how to be more zen in my life, Wayne. That's that, that's what I need, brother. Okay, well, well, I'll put it this way, <laughs> this, this is this is how it is, man. 
you you haven't lived long enough to see this, <laughs> this comes from seventy years, brother. Okay. <laughs> yes. and, and see, when you when you, you ain't got there yet. <laughs> so when you when you when you get in that neighborhood, yes, you, you 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 change your you you, you you change your view, and 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 you know, and I I'll I'll, I'll have to say this. God has been too good, man, and I, I just say it, and you know me. All day, uh, every day, brother. He, he, he's all that, man, and and there's no sense. And I, like I tell a lot of buddies, of man, they they go up on the deep end. I always say this: Look, you don't make no plays, you don't shoot no baskets, you don't make no tackles. Thank you. If you're working, you're gonna get up and go to work the next day, regardless of whatever happens. If you breathe, you achieve it. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll go along with that. I, I got to tell you this so you can laugh. Yes, sir. I got a buddy who lives out in in, in Glen Mary, and and he's 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 blue through and through. But his wife's car in the red. They they, they house is decorated in blue and red. Oh wow! A house I, divided. When I, him, when I call him, he hangs up on me. So I call back and talk to his wife. I said, "Why does he do that? Why does he do that?" And and and, and, and I, but he just always throw a joke to him. I said, "Okay, since you bleed blue so much." I'm gonna give you one hundred dollars. Show me the blue blood. That's all I'm gonna say. Show it to me. There you go. Oh man, there you go. There you go. No, man. I'm just coming like it is. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, you're gonna go on with your life regardless. These teams and these players, man, like they'll make you go crazy. It hurts you. Yes, sir. But you, you, you gotta. You, it's all fun, fun and games, man. You just, you just gotta take it like it is. You can't you can't get overly serious with this because it's not worth it. What, what, I mean, what does it do for you? But at the end of the day, these kids, like I said, whoever says what they want to hear at that particular time, they, that's what they're gonna do. And and whether you know, and and like with DJ Wagner, I love to have him. You know, his granddaddy's here. Him and him his granddaddy tight. But if he wants to go to UK, let him know. But like I and I keep saying, it, I don't care. I don't care who none of these programs get. That's it. If you get all these players and, and I don't see no ring, and I keep saying this is my motto, if if I don't see no ring, it don't mean a thing. You can get them all. Hey, UK's gotten all the five stars the last 10, 10, 12 years. Louisville's gotten, what, one or two? And who's got the last championship ring? Yeah, we do. Period. Like We got the last one in 13. We, we could have had a double, and, and, yeah. and that, was, that was still sticking my crawl. When you had that eighteen point lead and lost it, yeah. And, and the and the first one that they won, if Peyton Seaver had to hit that three, they would have been done that year. That's fair. So that that's how I look at it. But we we we'll we, we'll be fine. We'll do what we need to do. People just gotta let as, as I've heard on one show, let the cake bake. But but we got we got expectations and we have to keep them. That's our duty. That's that's what we need to do. But Sean, Haven, Joe. Man, you know what I think about you three, man. You are the best, and you know I'm going to always be listening, and I'm going to always tune in. But I, but I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna give you a line before I go, Sean. Yes, sir. Uh, 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 in the movie, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, with Lawrence Fishburne and Cuba Gooding and Andrew Bassett, when he when he was talking to his son, you need to slow your roll because I don't want you blowing a gasket on the radio, man. <laughs> then I won't get to see the knowledge, you know more. I don't. I don't. Wanna, I don't have to come to Jewish uh, Georgia somewhere seeing you on the back. That I don't want to see because then, then, then you can't react. <laughs> That's anyway, it. Yeah. Day, man, you know, you know, I love you guys. Y'all the I, best. I man. appreciate it, Wayne. And enjoy your day. Be easy, man. Yes, Thanks. sir.
All right, Doc. All right, brother. Have a good one, Wayne. There we go, man. See, you know, I know it's the top of the hour. I know that, you know, we're getting ready, but that's all right. I had to let Wayne roll. He called in. He's trying to call, calm me down. So I, I'm, I'm going to get off the DJ, you know, fear-mongering among fans. And I'm going to get to a different level of fear-mongering. And that's college realignment. I want to get Haven's thoughts on that. I have some thoughts on some of the uh, misinformation out there. So we're going to tackle that much, much more. Wake up 502, 96.1 FM, Big X Sports Radio, and we'll be right back on the Big X. Fox News, Fox News. Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Man, you've been doing all this dope producing, you ain't had a chance to show them what time it is. So what you want me to do? I'm expressing with my full capabilities, and now I'm living in correctional facilities. Cause some don't agree with how I do this. I get straight and meditate like a Buddhist. I'm dropping flavor, my behavior is hereditary. But my technique is very necessary. Blame it on Ice Cube, because he said it gets funky when you got a subject and a predicate. Add it on a dope beat, and it'll make you think. Some suckers just tickle me pink to my stomach, cause they don't flow like this one. You know what? I won't hesitate to diss one or two before I'm through, so don't try to sing this. Some drop science, well, I'm dropping English, even if yella makes it a cappella. I still express, yo, I don't smoke weed or cess, cause it's known to give a brother brain damage, and brain damage on the mic don't manage nothing, hey, but making a hey, sucker and hey, you equal. Hey. Don't be another sequel. Welcome back, welcome back to Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio, hour number two. First hour was completely outstanding. I appreciate all the texts, the calls. Wayne, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, by the way, if you do want to give a call in, I didn't give the call out number. 502-384-1450 is the call in line. We're literally the only show on the whole station that does calls. Like like no other show, doesn't matter whether it's TJ Walker, whether it's uh, Mike Rutherford, nobody else takes calls. So the one chance you do get to uh, interact, because y'all know, it's I, I have an open door policy to get on this microphone. I got a open door policy to get on the phone lines with you of course the text lines are always appreciated 414-1450 but i always say man you know what i'm saying i oh it's it's like the the what the the 24 7 championship ain't that one of the things that i don't watch wwe no more but they have the title that's always on the line at all times and the wrestlers can just jump and fly out and challenge you like i always keep the open door challenge at all times you know what i'm saying so you know any way you want to get out there and, and challenge me you are more than welcome you want this belt i'll spank you with the belt you know what i'm saying y'all know like when we're out there and we're, we're live out in public we always have the mic because i want people to get out there and get involved i want people to tell me i'm crazy i want i have never been one to try to run away from people telling me i'm wrong i actually prefer that <laughs> I'm one of the people that love, like, when you go to the barbershop and everybody's arguing, like, that is my home. That is what I love. I like people to tell me I'm stupid. I want people to just tell me I'm ridiculous. I want people to tell me, you know what? You're out of your mind. Like, and this is why, A, B, C, and D. Like, that's literally, like, I love that because that's the whole thing. Like, I love the passion of great conversation, of great debates. I want to debate. I would much rather you disagree with me than agree with me. I don't want to hear I'm right. 
I don't want to hear you're the smartest ever. I don't want. I, 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 okay, I like hearing that, <laughs> but I don't prefer that. I would much rather someone argue with me. I like to argue. That's what I'm here for, Rashawn. Let's argue. That's what Let's I'm talking fight. about. Uh, I, I did have somebody send in a a, a screenshot of our man, uh, the the what just mentioned Mike Rutherford, the great at Card Chronicle. Uh, you can listen to his show three to six p.m. every weekday here on the Big X. Uh, uh, he says. Uh, uh, Shaw says that uh, he is 95% confident that Wagner picks Kentucky. Uh, that's uh, Jamie Shaw. Um, I don't know. I mean, 95%, that's pretty strong. Like, I, like, this is the whole thing. I don't say all of this stuff that I said in hour number one to say that DJ is definitely going to Kentucky. I have no idea what DJ is going to do. That's recruiting. Like, literally until they sign, they can do whatever they want to. There are no guarantees in recruiting. And like we always talked about, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. That was one of the reasons that I thought that if Louisville had an opportunity to add some guards for this year, you go ahead and get the guys you can get. Like, I don't want to hear, like I said, it annoyed me when I heard Kenny Payne said, yeah, I could have had a kid, but he wanted to talk about NIL, and I didn't want to have that conversation with him, and I decided I wasn't going to recruit him no more. You're not in a position to just go throwing away good or serviceable players, in my opinion with the roster that you have currently. I, I think, though, that that speaks a lot to uh, what Haven was saying about no matter how good and how prepared you are for the job, you've never done the job until you do it. So yeah. I think that'll be one that he looks back on and says, I still believe absolutely everything I said, but I didn't need to tell the fan base that. I didn't need to tell other recruits that. You know, And that's essentially what you did is you sent a message out. They can get used against you in recruiting. That's fair. I mean, and it, it's yet to be seen. Like, I think that a lot of, you know, that learning process is how things turn out this year. I Like I said, I feel that the coaching staff feels that they have what they need on campus and they feel like their ability to coach up players is going to be enough to where they don't need anybody else. And if that turns out to be the case, hey. We got to, we got a great coach. Yeah, congratulations. You know, so If you can turn a no-guard team into, you know, a tournament team <laughs> – Yo, hey. that's talent, right? I don't hey, say no guard. We got we got one scholarship. I mean, guard. I've heard you know the yeah. former LSU commitment Devin Reed, even though he was only rated you know seventy seven or seventy eighth, and by most of the recruiting services somewhere in that, they said that Devin Reed, you know that they feel that he's going to be able to come in and play. I've heard six eight two guard, like. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. I've heard the same thing about Kamari Lands. I've heard Kamari Lands is going to be able to come in here and just wreck shop and be you know. A, a all ACC freshman caliber player. You know what I'm saying? I, I've heard all these things. And if all these things do happen to be true and you prove that you can get out there and get it done without any of that, then that definitely gets me even more excited for the future because that tells me that, you know, you can basically just go out and bring in anybody and you're going to be able to get them together at least at a, at a, at a pretty consistent clip. That's very exciting. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, another text into the text line, five, uh, wake up 502, uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, DD says, waking up with real talk. This is DD. Hey, DD, I appreciate it. You know, hey, one thing you are always going to get on this show is 100% real talk. Get you a big bowl of honest on your Saturday morning. At all, at all times, uh, you know that's that, that's what we do. Uh oh, uh, the pops is, is is texting in. You know, my my daddy always gets on me like at all times. He tells me that most of the time that I'm ridiculous. 
Because he's definitely, you want to talk about a KP supporter, he's a, he's one of them old school leather hat wearing Louisville fans. <laughs> so, you know, my, my man. My, my, my daddy definitely falls into that category. He says, rock. Man. That is a very distinct uh, uh, portion of our oh, fan I'm base, too. You, man, like, the, the, the leather cap wearing. The leather cap guys. And the leather pants wearing couples. Anybody who's wearing a leather cap in the city of Louisville is a KP supporter. I'm oh, gonna, absolutely. I'm going to make that generalization absolutely. right now. Absolutely. And they will own also. A leather baseball cap. Yep. You and, support KP. And you've called somebody young blood in the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I, I promise. Uh, he says, Rock, me and Wayne concur. Uh, 70s Club Insight. <laughs> he says, uh, uh, he said, Song. He says, Don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. Do I, do I, do I. So <laughs> he, he agrees with Wayne. Hey, I agree with you. Like, this, that's what I said. Louisville has built their whole brand about beating teams that have, you know, elite draft pick type players. Like, Louisville's never been the place that got the elite guys, like, ever. My whole life, like, we never really got those guys. Like, you know, we talk about Griff, and Griff was seen as probably the number one player when he came out of Mel High School. But that's never really been Louisville's brand to go out there and just pummel you with just elite talent. It's always been the guys that were maybe the undersized centers, the Scooter McCrays, you know, the, the, the guys, uh, you know, the, 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 the guys that, that may be not elite or typical, but they're great athletes. They have heart. They have hustle. Like, Louisville, literally, their last championship was basically one with some good players. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Wayne Blackshear was a, was a McDonald's All-American. He came off the bench on that team. Uh, you know, you had uh, uh, Shane Bahannon. He was a McDonald's All-American, but he Marto. wasn't, he wasn't a, a top 10 player. Um, you had Peyton Siva, another McDonald's All-American, but he was a top 25 player. He wasn't a top 10 where player. Was, uh, where was Samardo? He was uh, pretty high up there. Samardo Samuels, he, he was a top 10 player. Uh, he's was probably uh, the highest rated kid to ever go to Louisville, I believe, from uh, listening. Was, uh, he, was he rated higher in character? Uh, he was rated higher than Derek okay. Carey, yes. Okay. Uh, he was the high, I believe Samardo was the number one guy on the list. I want to say D.C. was number two. Sebastian Telfair would have been number two had he come to Louisville. So let's, you know, we'll know what – Let's ring it back some years since we're talking about Kenny Payne. Yes, sir. And, and let's talk about some of, like, Crumb's best recruiting classes. I mean, even with Denny Crumb, I mean, you, you had um, – Because Kimbrough was, like, really high up. I mean, you, he was, you like – You didn't have the recruiting services like you do now. Um, you had the Super Five. Uh, you had the Street and Smiths All-Americans. I'm going to date myself. But, you know what I'm saying? But you didn't really have this – Elite 100 lists and and the best juniors in the in the classes and the best so like you didn't really have all that back then so you wanted to know were they a Street and Smith All American were they considered a Super Five prospect were they considered you know you just kind of heard from the uh, playground who was the best guy <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that was kind of the way it went like you heard about great players from this area you know we heard about the McCray brothers up in New Jersey the Camden connection but. Um, you know, in the recruiting era, those are the guys we're talking about. But, yeah, I mean, Kimbrough was awesome. I mean, uh, um, uh, 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 that's what I say, Larry O'Bannon, um, uh, Jason Osborne. Um, you know, we know that Jason Osborne, he was a McDonald's All-American. Like, But that, that McDonald's All-American moniker was kind of the biggest thing that you got that was a legitimizer of how good you were. If you were a McDonald's All-American, you were considered one of the best 24 players in the country. Um, so, you know, I mean, but Louisville's never been built on getting – the Ralph Sampson, right. okay, the Patrick Ewing, like the dude that's just so talented that you just destroy everybody else. That's never been Louisville's brand. Louisville's always been the little engine that could. You get kids that play hard, that play together, that are athletic, 
can get, you know, dig into you defensively, and that's how we win. So, you know, I was never big on the whole let's just go out and just beat people over the head with the best players because that's not really what's gotten us because we've seen there's always been more about the coaching and getting kids with heart than it's always been about talent. I mean, hell, we sent Blake Griffin home. Blake Griffin was the number one overall selection. Uh, you know, we sent uh, – uh, what, what's the twins? Uh, the Lopez twins, we sent them home with Stanford. You know, that they, they, they were elite guys. Brooke and Robin Lopez, you know, were some of the best in the business. With, with Louisville's best hey, shout out, killer. shout out to Brooke Lopez, who is the Brooklyn Nets. The yeah. Brooklyn franchise who had Dr. J at one point. Yeah. Had James Harden at one point, Kevin Durant, yeah. Kyrie Irving. Your all-time leading scorer in franchise history. Still. The Brooke Lopez. That's hilarious. Like, that, that that's just kind of ridiculous to me that Brooke – I mean, you know. He's he made just, an all-star team. He's just chilling with the Bucks. He made an all-star team. Yeah. That's one of those, really? That happened? That guy? Or, yeah. I mean, but no, but seriously, like, I mean, but that, that's always been Louisville's brand. So that's why, you know, the, the, the promises of all these elite recruits, that's never really been a big high up on my – list of things because you know like it's, it's always been much more about the coaching than it is having the best of the best talent just my opinion but i, I did want to switch uh channels if you want to uh hop in and give any more thoughts on, on anything that you heard in that first hour albeit dj wagner be it kenny payne anything 414-1450 thorns text line will definitely read those but i did want to uh in the second hour get into this conference realignment talk because I, i've heard a lot of conversation I've heard a lot of misinformation, and Haven, I-, I wanted to get yours and Joe's opinions on this because I've heard that, oh, if Louisville does not get into the SEC, if Louisville does not find a way to, you know, if they, if Kentucky allows us to get in, first of all, Kentucky is not telling the SEC office what they can and can't do. <laughs> that's, that, that's first of all. UK is just happy to be there collecting that check. They are definitely the Oliver Twist, please, sir, may I have another in this whole scenario with the SEC. They aren't calling any shots. Basketball does not drive the ship. Haven Harrington will tell you 85,000 times that football is driving the ship. That's his, I, that might as well be his catchphrase. He needs to get a T-shirt. Hey, it is what it is. Football is driving the ship. Basketball is just along for the ride. <laughs> Look at the Big East if you don't believe that. Yeah, right? <laughs> they, let, they let the greatest basketball conference just get scrapped. I mean, does anybody because it really think that, like, if the SEC wanted to add Louisville, do they really think that UK saying no would stop? No. 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 The only people that I think could really <laughs> put a block on anybody in state would be Georgia telling, telling the SEC, we don't need Georgia Tech. And, and they would say, you're right. I mean, yeah. outside of the Atlanta TV market, they bring nothing. But they, got, but they get that. But they get the Atlanta TV market with Georgia. So. Exactly. So I mean, Georgia. I would think Georgia still has that kind of pull. I say Georgia and Alabama. If Georgia and Alabama, South Carolina is not telling telling the SEC don't let Clemson in. Oh no, no. Because because the SEC will say we we're negotiating a straight up swap for y'all. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. so. I, I've always thought that uh, that that argument and that that. That chatter was kind of bunk. <laughs> so yeah, if, if the if the uh, SEC office uh, wants Louisville, Louisville will be in the SEC, and there's nothing Kentucky can do about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, I've heard this this narrative of uh, if if Louisville doesn't go in or doesn't get into the SEC, then it's all over with. That the whole world is ended and everything is going away, and they're not going to have a seat at the table. Blah 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 blah. I'm here to say that's blatantly false. 
And the reason I say that, while I've heard a lot of nightmare scenarios where college football is going to just basically become the SEC versus the Big Ten and they're just going to have their own championship, I really don't think that's the way that things are going to go for two reasons. You want to make your interest base. I mean, the whole reason that we're doing this whole thing, right, is for TV markets. Okay, so what makes more sense? What's going to make more money? The SEC and the Big 12, or uh, excuse me, the Big 10 uh, closing shop, having their, what, 20-team conferences? If we want to say 20-team conferences. And you just say, okay, we're going to have our two 20-team conferences. That means 40 schools, which means 40 fan bases. And we're only going to have our own championship and only have those 40 fan bases interested. Or are we going to still have our big conferences with our big TV markets, still have the rest of college football, including some semblance of whatever the ACC used to be, some semblance of whatever the Big 12 and the Pac-12 used to be. And we're going to have this 12-team playoff. We're, of course, going to get two or three seats in the playoff, of course, because we have the most teams and most of the power teams. But we're still going to have those other teams involved because we want to not lessen the amount of people watching our product because that's the whole point. That's why I don't buy into the narrative of if Louisville doesn't get in to the uh, Big Ten or the SEC that everything is done and they're not going to have a path well, to the championship. You know, I don't believe that. You know, the thing is, is that this is just – a lot of fear from, from Louisville's fan base. And I get it, I understand, because you fought so hard to make it to a top-tier league, right? Yes. You went through Metro Conference, then Conference USA. Then you were you was independent, Conference USA, uh, the Big East, the AAC, to make it to the ACC. And you had this long 20-year struggle to make it to the top, or where you think it's the top, and you're here for like four or five years – and then the rug gets pulled out from underneath you, right? So the fear is there. I, I get the fear. I understand the fear completely. But at this point, you just have to just let things shake out because, unfortunately, the ACC right now is looking like the old Big East. Yep. But at least ACC understands that football is driving this bus, so we need to shore that up. Because if that wasn't the case, Louisville would not be in – it's pretty wild the to ACC. me that it, that if the ACC does crumble and 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 fall into the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> um, you'll be able to draw a direct line to Jimbo Fisher leaving Florida State. Florida yeah. State's suffering started because I don't think I don't think the ACC is in the same position if Florida State is at the level they were at eight years ago, and Clemson is still you know we know Clemson had a down year for them last year, but yeah. Florida State not being in the conversation for the college football playoff and nobody else in conference stepping up and taking that that mantle in their during their absence and 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 I'm looking at a lot of universities like Louisville that people had pegged as they could be that next contender. Looking at you, Seth. Miami, you know th- their inability to just Miami get hasn't anything been good since left the Big East. Right. I mean, seriously. You know, speaking of Big East, like how bad does the Big East feel now? I, I know the Big East was. Just wanted to be about East Coast basketball. I, that was I don't it. think they really care. I don't really think they care about this college. Like, they basically got rid of their football schools and just said, look, we were built on basketball and we're just playing basketball. We don't really care. I respect that. But my thing is, like, how much better could they have been if they just would have just cared a little bit about their, about their football schools, maybe added one or two teams? But they, they, don't, they don't care. Like, they literally got split between, you know, and all the football playing schools went to the AAC. And then all the basketball playing schools, you know, your Georgetowns and Villanovas, 
And now the Big East is, is, is regulated to the Ocho. But but they don't care. They Like, Haven, I know you want everybody to care about football, but a lot like me, I don't care about all this college football realignment. I care about what it's doing to college basketball because it's making a lot of these rivalries non-existent anymore, uh, you know, to kneel at the altar of the television contract. I mean, but honestly. long-term does a lot of damage to college athletics. I mean, but honestly, in basketball, it doesn't really matter because you can schedule who you want to schedule. It does because I don't need to see UCLA play all of their games against East Conference teams, Eastern Coast teams. But they can still schedule. Except for UCLA. I mean, but they can literally schedule out-of-conference games. They can literally schedule the entire Pac-12 over I mean, game they you, wanted but to. But you only got seven or eight games, and you got to get your guarantee games in there. you got to get your small and if we And if we're talking games. at this point about two mega conferences, how much out-of-conference scheduling can you make? You're going to probably be two. They're probably going to go to a 10-game schedule. Probably. You know? You know, so I mean, so I mean, at, at the at the most, let's say they sign two non-conference teams, a Utah and a, you know, BYU. You know, they're going to get three games on that side of the country, and then basically everything else is going to be flying across the uh, across the globe. Globe. That's bad for college athletics. Like I understand, oh, being just so amazed. I've never understood the whole amazement with how much money these schools. I don't give a damn if Louisville's getting a hundred million dollars a year on a television contract. How much is that money are they giving me? Right. Uh, that's another thing that I. I don't care about how much money they're getting. I don't care. I, <sighs> like I never have realignment. We've known what the deal with realignment was since since we were in the Big East. That it's all about getting a TV market locked down for a conference, and I understand that. And I, and I understand that the revenue is what drives everything. This is America. This is how this is how we get down. It's a business, right? But my goodness, if you are UCLA or you're Southern California, how are you not looking at what's happened to West Virginia since they joined the Big 12? And a big problem with West Virginia football, like it or not, I I know West Virginia doesn't get any love around here, but one of their biggest stumbling hurdles that they've had to deal with, taking these long flights, the travel. Taking red eyes, man. Like, that. that and is hard no, to do. So, and there's no association as far as rivalries are concerned. None. none. So, so, I don't know how you look. It, 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 this, is not, this is not NCAA football on Xbox or PlayStation. Right. You actually have to travel. You actually have to take these things into consideration. And if you're UCLA or USC and, and you're saying, we want to get back at the level that we believe schools from California should be at. Buddy, I can tell you right now, I'm not sure how to do it. But traveling to Ohio, Michigan, and Minnesota every other week is not that. That's not it. That's not the look hey, you, you I, think it is. I think that West Virginia, and that's a great example, Joe. West Virginia is Exhibit A of a program that has completely lost its identity as a university and basically killed their athletics program in terms of they have no one to rivalry with. They've lost all their natural rivals. They've lost Virginia. They've lost Pittsburgh. They've lost, you know, Penn State they used to play back in the day. They lost all of that to to kneel at the altar of getting in the door to make those television contracts happen. You can talk about and have that pride all you want to in, you know, my school is getting this big check. But at what cost? Well, you know, and I and, think West Virginia is exhibit A. You know, and I will say this, like, I'm not a big fan. Actually, I, I hate the fact that the SEC and the Big Ten have gone to the mega conference model. Because to me, like, what made college football college football was it being regional. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and you had your regional rivals, right? Like, you had those guys around you who would play. 
West Virginia's a prime example. West Virginia's biggest rival was Pittsburgh. So, though, and then we became, like, one of West Virginia's biggest rivals when we joined the Big East, like, almost instantaneous rival. But now you lose the backyard brawl. I mean, they may schedule it, but it's not the same when you play the backyard brawl, but then most of your competition is Oklahoma, well, not, not Oklahoma anymore, but, you know, Texas Tech and... You know, it's just it's not a cultural fit. Your fans can't go to the game. That's another thing. It makes it makes traveling for your fans hell. And and you know, I mean, maybe maybe that's something that's unique to U of L. I don't know how many fans U of L actually has. I really don't. But I know they got twenty thousand that'll go to Jupiter to watch the team play. Yeah. If you told them there is a duck duck goose tournament on planet Mars and here's your ticket, we'd sell ten thousand. Yeah. But you know, but the thing is is like it's just like really killing like the regional aspect of, of it's, football. It's like, hey, we, we've all seen it. It's like that person that keeps getting plastic surgery and just getting one more thing done and getting look one him. more yeah. thing done. And at the end of the day, no. you look like E.T. You look like no, a No, mess. no, no, this is Lil' Ken. <laughs> no. Lil' Ken was fine. She was fine back in the day. Ooh. Now hey, she looks now. like Joan Rivers. Lord, yeah. hey, now hey. she's a black Joan Rivers yeah. with hips. <laughs> You are listening to Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio. I know that's kind of harsh, but it's facts. That is, that just, that's Maybe just she's wrong. just allergic to the Botox. Hey, y'all, uh, we'll be back. We got one more segment coming at you. Big X Sports Radio, Wake Up 502. We'll be back. You know what's funny? You know, be, being the, 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 the producer with the most as well as being the host of the show, you know, one of the, the joys of a producer is like when somebody like Haven came to me, he was like, let's go ahead, come back to Rated R by Redman. And the nervousness that you get playing a song named Rated R and then <laughs> says, Fan-made, clean version. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling with God on this one. <laughs> like, I'm just staring at the dump button like, am I going to have to use it? Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> get, get, get a little nervous. It's like, okay, I'm going to – let's just go ahead and see that. So, yeah, I was just like, please let this actually be – because sometimes you'll find what says clean and they'll miss – and back a word in, of five. Back in the day when I was at ESPN, I told uh, one of the producers, Mike, the process. Say, hey man, when we we come back from break, hit me with that. Uh, Run the jewels, nobody speak. Edited version. Says, I got you, I got you. And I was out on remote with Chris Redman, <laughs> and the beat comes in, and I'm doing my typical thing. Rashawn, you know, if y'all listen to the show, you know Rashawn loves to make fun of me for watching my levels go off before we come back on because I'm usually <laughs> going off with the music. I'm oh, sitting yeah. there bobbing my head along, and then it just comes in. I am sick. I will punch a baby bear in his bleep. 
And I was like, <laughs> oh. And then we just hear the scramble to dump. We lose connection. And then and then I hear the producer say, my bad, you're back on live, though. You, you've just been sitting there with dead air. That's hilarious. Hey, I'm telling you, man. Like, like the, the, you got a lot of pressure on you, especially being the and being the producer. Like, I really hope this because sometimes they just look janky. And if y'all would have seen what this looks like on YouTube, like <laughs> it's like ah, this does not look credible at all. <laughs> just just rotating slideshow videos <laughs> of, of of still photos of the rapper. Yes, yeah, like it, it that literally has a typed in fan clean edit over top of like the album cover. <laughs> Asterisk, like, asterisk. We promise. Right, right, right. It's like, yeah, I'm supposed to believe that. Okay. <laughs> Back to the Thornton's text line. Wake up 502 uh, edition, 502-414-1450. Uh, I'm, I'm taking that this is a Kentucky fan that's t- texting this in, but he says, can't believe I'm about to say this, but Louisville fans, you'll be fine. It takes time to be able to develop relationships and recruit big-time recruits. Yes, hiring a family member can get you one good recruit, i.e. Missouri and Oklahoma State. Uh, but one player does not make a team good. I think DJ sees that. Only Cal has been able to come into a program and turn it around in one summer. KP will get good recruits in the future. I have no dis- – I disagree with there in no way. I, I totally agree with you. I- absolutely. Um, you know, recruiting is – you really start to see a coach's recruiting take hold in that that third cycle. At, at that point – They've had a couple of years to be able – because it's like the sophomore class. When Kenny Payne comes in, where he's going to find his most success recruiting, in my opinion, will be this year's coming in sophomore class in high school. Uh, because that's really when you start to begin that recruiting process in, in full. So I totally agree with you, um, you know, that that it's going to take time. The, the, the issue with that is – while you're taking time to get the best players, I totally agree with you. You need to take care. You can't just say, oh, well, we're going to be able to be, get good players in a while, so we're just going to wait until we can get the best players. I'm just not going to have anything, and I'm going to roll into a season with Master P's son and my son. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> that Like, you can't just wait until, Sir. you know. <laughs> Like, you can't just do that and just say that we'll just be okay with this until we get the players that we feel are Louisville caliber. I'm just going to, you know, fully utilize nepotism and get Zan Payne on the court. Like, I'm sorry. It's kind of like the same reason Kentucky fans were always annoyed with Tubby Smith because uh, Saul, uh, Smith. Saul got on the court. <laughs> Saul was all right. Like, yeah, but Tubby never really recruited another guard so Saul could play. Well, it's also that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, that's not hating. I'm not trying to talk. I, Zan Payne, I'm sure, is a nice young man. I'm sure that uh, Hersey Miller is a nice young man. But, like, some of this smells a little Saul Smithish. I'm not saying – I am not – I have no idea if that's the actual case that these are going to be like, oh, well, I guess since we don't have any other guards – We'll just have to play my son and P's son. Look, if you if you <laughs> if if you don't have any guards to fill the spot, though, there are worse things you can do than give a scholarship and get Master P. And because I want to see, I want to see oh, Master yeah. P ride the tank into the Yum Center. And and his other son, his younger son, Mercy, is a good ball ball player. Percy Miller's kids are Hersey and Mercy. Yes, Hersey oh. and Mercy. Hersey, Mercy, and Percy. Hersey, Mercy, sons of Percy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, so don't get me wrong. Like, I understand it, but like, it doesn't. Bring the tank to the yum, damn it. I am getting a little bit 
an early on Saul Smith vibes of what's happening right now. And I, I'm not trying to say, like, maybe we really did go out there and really get, give an effort <laughs> to do that. But right now, we're looking at those two gentlemen having to play minutes. Well, hey, it could be worse. Yeah, and and to yeah. to bring it full circle, as, as Rashawn said earlier, I can't be bought. I can be bought. I can be bought for cheap. <laughs> P, if you hear me, I need a no-limit chain. That would be <laughs> such a flex. <laughs> there it is. And y'all know that that we are the uh, the, the, the hip-hop-approved uh, uh, sports show here in the city. Yes. Like at no, least come on and talk barbecue in New Orleans with us, P. They don't like the rest of them shows. <laughs> <laughs> they call all the rest of the shows sucky MCs. So just know that facts. Pure <laughs> <Your> facts. <laughs> They're not gonna be on there jamming with Blank and Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mark. <laughs> oh, y'all know I'm just playing, man. I'm just playing. Not fair. I was drinking. <laughs> I was taking a sip of of my tasty beverage, (laughs) and then I got a mental image of our man Mark Blankenbaker hanging out with Master P, and that's something my brain was not ready for this early on a Saturday. Trying to snap his fingers and make you say, uh. (laughs) Make you say, uh, the nine-to-nine. And and I cannot wait uh, for the the kickoff uh, golf scramble, you know, for all the the, um, sports writers and radio guys and television and sports media in general. When they all get together for the golf, we, I literally never play the golf. I just come for the food at the end because I'm not getting out there and swinging a golf club. That's just not in my repertoire. But they are. It, it is always. It's a. It's a community. Okay. So like, I know that everybody's competing, and I know that that that's the whole thing. And like the the biggest taboo thing is to talk about another station or talk about other station personalities. <laughs> but Which they we, know that's something. That's something we, we break like all the time <laughs> routinely. We break those rules all the time. It's a, it's a family because when everybody gets together, everybody's laughing with everybody. It's not like every like the ninety three nine guys are over there wearing ninety nine t shirts and they're like giving dirty looks to the other. People. I don't like, know, man. A couple of them threw gang signs up at me the last time I saw them. They're like, "You set tripping, homie." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like like it's all everybody's up there together. Everybody's hanging out. When we go to these football games, when we're there at, at the stadium, not Papa John's anymore, just Cardinal Stadium. Well, I don't know. Do we do we have a sponsor for the stadium yet? The Cardinal. Like, yes, we do. Who is who is it? Is it is it Indy's Cardinal Stadium yet? Yes. We're gonna get them yes. hot. Get, get get that fifty piece hot. Yeah, the wedges. The Put the, <laughs> the wedges. Wedge. Hey boy, if I can get a fifty piece hot and wedges at the stadium, we woo. doing it. The Indy's instant replay can. <laughs> That's right. Brought you know what to what by saying? Popeyes. Like, <laughs> but but when, when we in the stadium, man, everybody's up there together. It's like a family reunion. Everybody's laughing, talking, eating food. They're all sitting at the tables together. We talk, we joke. You know, Mark Ennis, like Mark Ennis is, is alumni. You feel me? Like. There's no animosity. So, like, when I call out everybody, I love Marcus. I love Steve. I love Mark Blankenbaker. Like, those is my dudes, man. Like, it's all fun. Like, I don't want people to think that anything is serious. Like, we had our beef day, like, when we were back on on ESPN doing our show because Marcus called me out because somebody left our rundown. And it had the, you know, main event sports show rundown. And he, like, read down my – because we talked about – I had the show topics typed out because William Wright, our buddy Billy, he always liked to have a rundown show, you know. So I did that for him. So they made fun of us for having a rundown. For being organized? Yes, for yes, having an official much. organized rundown. They made fun of us on the show. So what we did – Which y'all got week, an accountant too? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we said it was going to be the beef show. It was the beef show between us 
and Middays with Marcus Maven. Okay, so like we did all rejoins of beef music. We did like ether, and we did all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, you know who shot you? All those, all you know, all the hits. Oh yeah. So we had our beef show, and like people thought it was like real. They were like, "Oh my god!" Like it's a gang fight. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN Radio. Yeah, you know I'm saying, do you really not like them? Is it like if you see them in the streets, it's gonna be drama? <laughs> is this like is this like mid '90s hip hop? If y'all show up at the studio at the same time, like the 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 clicks that like link up and you know what I'm sorted out in the it's parking like, lot. No, no, it is all it's all it's all love. It's all fun. It's like yeah. the Source Awards. They just right. know that I like my mouth is is slick and I'm gonna say anything. Like that's just who I am. Well, I feel like the Source Awards would would then be the platform that is Twitter. Because yes. that's where everybody comes out and pulls the Snoop. Oh, y'all ain't got no love for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no. So anything I say, I say in jest. And, and we will see all those guys, and we will high-five, and we will share chicken wings or uh, probably pulled pork sandwiches. They like to go with the pulled pork usually at the at the golf scramble. So, you know, we, we, we will cheers under those. We'll see all our buddies. We'll see all the TV people. Now everything will be fine. Trust me, y'all, ain't no beef. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't got to go tell on me or, you know, get on the midnight show and start talking about these dudes was talking crazy. You so. know what Sean said? He yeah. called you out for being a homer. <laughs> so that ain't Which is true, though. I mean, they are homers. <laughs> it's okay. It that's, is what it is, though. That's exactly. You are towing the company line, man. They got the money guns. They got the U of L money guns. You feel me? Like, hey, man, look, at, at this stage in life, especially if, if you get to a point where somebody will entertain the notion of giving you some money to, to talk about sports, don't mess up the bag, stupid. One, one thing I've always appreciated about Drew Diener is that Drew always said that, you know what, my allegiances are absolutely up to the highest bidder. Oh, yeah. He's like, when I was in Lexington, I was all blue. Now I am here in Louisville, and I am paid to be red, so I am all red. I am all in. I will absolutely, you you can pay for my allegiances. And I've, I always respected that because that's, that's, that's real. That's real. That's not put, you know, faking the funk on a nasty dunk. You know what I'm saying? That it is what it is. Feel me? Like I'm okay with it. So, you know, yeah, it look. I love everybody. Wake up 502 loves everybody. Rashawn, this is all fun. This is all sports. Sports and entertainment, man. We got enough ridiculous going on. You know, we gotta have some fun sometime. And I get my laughs every Saturday morning, as well as all week on Twitter. <laughs> listening to the foolishness that that ensues but haven i do want to ask you fellas both of y'all actually so we're into this whole nba and we didn't get enough time to talk about it haven you know we talked about kd just a hot little second and haven tried to throw a bunch of shots at me and we almost like ran off the air <laughs> with haven i was throwing darts throwing too. darts about KD and his supposed, you know, his request for a trade and how he got all this vitriol and all this hate. And I asked Haven, why does it seem like every – like LeBron literally jumps from team to team, completely destroys and dismantles teams, you know, makes teams trade all of their good players. We forget that when LeBron got to L.A., he literally made them trade Lonzo Ball, uh, you know, they got rid of Julius Randle, they got rid of Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and all these really good players <laughs> – and just basically just set fire to everything in L.A. to get what he wanted and get A.D. to town. But I always said that it just is funny to me when K.D. makes a decision or says anything, people just, the hate for this man just comes flowing out of everybody. But LeBron doesn't get that. And I said I just never understood why people hate Kevin Durant so much. Two reasons. Yes, sir. Number one. Hairline. 
<laughs> Three reasons. <laughs> yeah, man, that hair is molting, and I say that as a bald. You look like a sick bird, Kevin. Bring it home. Bring it home, sir. Uh, not enough topical solution on earth to fix that. <laughs> Legitimately, though, this is why I think people hate, hate on KD. Yes, sir. And it is unfair. He left Oklahoma City, and he went to a, the contender. You know what I mean? Like, yes. That's why people also hate on the Golden State dynasty because they say, well, LeBron beat y'all, and y'all had to go add the reigning MVP when you already had supposedly two surefire and one arguable Hall of Famer. Then you had to go bring the, the best offensive weapon possibly since Jordan. I mean, Kevin Durant is as smooth and, and makes scoring look as easy as anybody since Jordan I can think of. Uh, and then I think the other thing about Kevin Durant is – the only thing he may be better at than putting the ball in the bucket is Twitter. <laughs> He's such an entire rear end. He just doesn't care. He'll t- he will tell people, shut up, nerd. <laughs> and Shouldn't not that in the, make him in, endearing, like like because he is so open and he's not like like everything that LeBron does is very processed. Mm-hmm. KD like wears his emotions on his you know He's a raw sleep. nerve. Yes. He is a well, raw nerve. When he got busted for having burner accounts. Defending Kevin Durant. That, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, we, we, we look, like Kevin Durant's main problem is he came up in the LeBron James era. And that's his main problem. It's, it's like guys who came in Jordan's era. Yeah, yeah great basketball players, but he's just overshadowed by the greatest of all time. And KD just got overshadowed by the greatest player of his generation. And he's stuck in that shadow, and he just can't get out of LeBron's shadow. He just can't do it, no matter what he does. But I also don't think he cares and tries to. Oh, no, he does. He cares. You I think, think he so? Wants, I oh, think, he cares. I, I'll tell you this. He I cares. think Kevin Durant is a guy who will never say that he wants the credit and he wants to be considered you know, as good as LeBron, but I feel like he wants other people to tell him that. Does that make sense? No, that I mean, that does. <laughs> but I guess, I guess because my question was, do you really think Kevin Durant doesn't believe he's – at worst, one B. Oh, he absolutely thinks he's better. Of course, than he LeBron. thinks one B, but yeah. he, he thinks but, he's better than LeBron. Yeah, he probably does things better, but nobody's gonna think that. Like, like nobody's ever gonna give him credit for being a better basketball playing LeBron. It's just not gonna happen. I think that's why he left Golden State because you don't leave Golden State and you don't leave that situation unless you're looking to get that type of accolade. Yeah, he wanted to go show everybody that he could go be the alpha and, and lead a team, which he could have done in Oklahoma City with with Russ and, and Harden. Um, it's a tough lesson to learn. Like, you're not going to go stake your claim in life and go do great things with somebody who argues the earth might be flat. Yeah. Um, he, hits, he hitched his uh, his wagon to the wrong crazy person. But, hey, I'll tell you what. If it's true that the the, the Nets, um, you know, we, we heard about the, the Nets made an offer to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They said, <laughs> we'll give you Kevin Durant if you give us Cat, Anthony Edwards, and four first-round draft picks. Hey, man, the Rudy Gobert trade screwed the market. Oh, it did absolutely. It hijacked the market now because if Rudy Gobert's worth four first round picks, jeez. Five, truthfully, it was five first round picks because they also <laughs> traded the kid they drafted this year. Yeah, you're right. So okay, five first round picks plus Pat Bev and a what does Rudy like? What does he give you? I could not believe that the Timberwolves made that trade. What does I he give you? I'm, I'm okay. Honestly, I'm very intrigued to see how this works because Cat has made it obvious he doesn't want to play in the post. Not offensively or defensively. Oh, Cat, so now Cat you, loves the trade. Yeah, now you've got the defensive anchor. Cat can play out on the perimeter. He's, I mean, Cat's arguably the best big man since Dirk, uh, shooting big man for, from outside. 
Oh, offensively, I think it'll be fine. I think the question is going to be, will Minnesota be able to guard anybody? No, and the thing is, like, we'll just open the state of Minnesota in, like, bad trades. <laughs> like, Dallas. Like, we'll give you Herschel Walker for, like, 15 first-round draft picks. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? I Well, it'll be very interesting. Like, it, it, it that that is going to be, you know, like, because right now their projected lineup, I believe, is uh, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Cat, and Rudy. It's a nice five. Mm-hmm. It's a nice five, but like, I just don't know. Like, they're this gonna whole be thing's the gonna blow up. Delo's gonna be back in Brooklyn. Hey, let me ask you all. Just announced yesterday, Damon Lillard, two-year, one hundred twenty-two million dollar contract extension with the Portland Trail Blazers. He's set to make sixty-one million a year over the next two years. I mean, it's a smart it's, move for Portland if they're trying to keep him long term. 61 is, is he worth that if you can if you can put butts in the bleachers night in and night out in portland these days with that franchise yeah he absolutely is i think i think he's worth that to that team and also it, it lets you know it puts a message out there that if he does want to jump to a contender and, and leave portland hope you got cap space i was gonna say one thing it guarantees they ain't trade him nowhere because nobody's taking a 60 million dollar or you get or you're gonna get a get a collection of guys with smaller contracts this man is taking up half of their salary cap (laughs) yeah hey fellas joe it was so good to have you in studio hopefully that will become the norm sounds like it will be i'm very appreciative to it hey Harrington, thank you as always thank you to everybody all the calls text tweets hey big x race radio we out I know for me, the original P-Funk. See you Fox next LP.